Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oswego Cardona. I'm joined today by Marquides. Hey. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Lynn Keller. Hello. Team, it's my turn to pick today. And uh, I was reflecting on the, before I start, content warnings. <laughs> we will be talking about um, people passing away, people dying of uh, diseases, people dying of suicide. Um, it's, it's a grief and loss episode, but maybe also a celebration of, of, um, of different lives. So not only how to grieve, but also um, how to celebrate people who pass and how, how we do that um, within geek culture and different fandoms. So what sparked this for me was the recent death of Jason David Frank, who played the Green Ranger on the original um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That shows from the late 1900s, correct? Is that when it started? I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, he, I don't know. I always, uh, it was cool that he was like such a beloved. I thought he was the coolest character in the original show. I think he was. Trini was my favorite and then him, but like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was supposed to be the cool the the cool kid. But then like he was such a I think he, he not only did the fans love him, but I think he it always seemed like he loved the job a lot. I've seen a couple of the Power Rangers like at conventions and stuff and they look they did not look happy. They were um but he just like he just loved it. And he kept coming back to the show. He played, he played multiple red Rangers and he was like, every time there was a big event, he would always show up. He was even in the last movie that they made. He made a cameo at the end. <clears throat> and I don't know, there was, there was something about, um, his death recently that first of all, it, it was a suicide. So that was, that's sad, right? Because it's like, you see, again, I've always seen him as like, super excited and, and interacting with fans and super hyped about the, but just like being a power ranger and being part of that fan culture. He he had literally just posted his convention appearances Schedule. for the next few months yeah. before it happened. Yeah. 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 And, and so I've seen, I remember when it happened, I immediately texted a friend of mine who is a huge power rangers fan. And like he, like he rewatches the series like every now and then all of them. <laughs> He's a pretty big fan. And, and like, I wanted to let him know like from me in case he wanted to talk because I, f- I figured it would hit him pretty hard. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have like, I don't know too many people that are like that connected. To, I mean, of course it happens, but like in my life they're so connected to, to a character or, and, and, yeah, particularly to the character. I don't think that he knew too much about, like, you know, outside of the, the character, the actual actor's life. But then to see his co-stars, you know, um, putting out videos and then seeing all of the, uh, like, tribute videos and photos and stuff, you know, it's a reminder of how these relationships, how important they are, right? These um, parasocial relationships that we that we have with, with characters they can inspire us they can motivate us and sometimes they just like i don't know like we know they're not our friends but they they feel like some like a part of our lives in in some way and they may be a part of like really good moments 
And so when they pass, you, you feel it pretty hard. And of course there's something sad about it being, um, a suicide that feels different than like Kevin Conroy's pass passing recently, which was from cancer, I believe. Right. Is that, is that right? Mm -hmm. I think Pretty so. sure he, yeah. he died from cancer. And so, you know, that, that was less sudden because we knew he was sick, but then also like just the celebration of like, so it always comes up, right? doesn't matter who plays Batman. It's like, no, Kevin Conroy is Batman. That's the voice of Batman. That's who a lot of people, um, um, think about as Batman and those, you know, like those losses, it's like, damn, it just, there's something, there's something about them. Again, we don't know them personally, but that's uh, pretty hard. And the other one I was thinking about recently, I have not seen Wakanda forever yet, but I assume, I uh, yeah, mm -hmm. but I assume, so don't, don't spoil it for me or anyone listening, but mm. there's something I'm sure that the passing of Chadwick Boseman is felt and is a, is integral, integral to the movie. Without, and I remember without spoiling anything. Yes. I cried at the confirm. beginning. I cried at the end, uh, and this is not a spoiler. The the way they did for Stan Lee, the Marvel logo, mm -hmm. it's all Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Um, yeah. And it was yeah. that got me crying before the movie had even started. Thank you, Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing hearing that he died, and it was it was also like very unbelievable when it happened. And it's funny because like as a as a I think in all three of these cases, like to me, they're, I, I don't see them as actors as much. Like to me, they're the character. Cause I've, I've, I don't really know Chadwick Boseman from anything else. And I know he's done other movies, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've seen any of them. And I don't know. Jason Deb Frank is just like Tommy to me. And Kevin Conroy is Batman. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else Kevin Conroy has done. I saw him in the one live action thing I've seen him in. He played Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they're just, they are those characters to me, which is something. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, again, like those are three characters that, that I felt, um, I keep saying characters. Those are three people who have, who have passed, um, recently. I know we talked about when Chadwick Boseman died, but, um, yeah. So I'd, I'd like to you know, get your thoughts on those and then also see, you know, uh, what any thoughts that you have on how how people can cope with this when you know when they are feeling sad and when they're feeling you know they're feeling like it, they're feeling a loss even if it's someone that they haven't met before I'm thinking I have thoughts yeah no I, so I see your thinking face I like, see your thinking face um there are I think about that and I actually, I'm in a lot of comic circles and I'm seeing a lot of like artists and writers for comics who have passed away recently as well. Um, I know it was earlier this year, but George Perez, um, there's been a few other really famous I did not artists. know that George Perez passed. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there's another one that is not coming to the top of my mind, but there's been a few even like friends in the comics industry who have passed. So I have a little more, and I know people who know some of the people who yeah. or have met some of the people who have passed um, yeah. both uh, like I'm thinking, especially of Kevin Conroy. Um, but there's so much these people touch 
more lives than any one of us usually touches in a lifetime. And so it, it can reverberate out. Um, I've seen a lot of touching tributes to characters they've played and, and the, or written or drawn or the person themselves in art form. Um, I mean, there's like Disney had a Chadwick Boseman mural at Disneyland after he passed. Um, I haven't seen that much. I've seen a few fan art drawings for um, uh, Jason David Frank. Um, but I think that's the biggest way I've seen people uh, grieve and and process these things. Um, but yeah, this time of year seems to be hitting a lot of people pretty hard. Yeah, I was going to say that for me, a lot of what I'm seeing um, is really just like a lot of like TikToks where it's like showcasing like, you know, moments in a series or it's like highlighting like these like very powerful moments in like their like in, in their characters, like, you know, in their particular series or whatever. Um, and a lot of it's like, you know, like moments like that make the boys cry or things like that. But then it's like showing like all like these great reels and stuff. And for me, um, you know. I grew up watching the original um, Power Rangers and stuff, but I don't think I ever really kept up with it. I think as I got older, I kind of grew out of Power Rangers. But to me, Tommy was always my Power Ranger because that's when they introduced the Green Ranger and, you know, green was my favorite color. So I'm like, ah, naturally the best. Um, So it's it's been really nice to kind of go back and and see these things. And it kind of reminds me of like the feelings that I had, you know, as a little kid watching power rangers for the first time and sort of seeing all these things and also seeing like like whenever i see any of those videos sort of come up i'm always um like going to the comments and i'm scrolling through the comments and seeing like all the things that people are writing and you know people sharing their own experiences or their own um you know viewpoints and perspectives as to how these particular characters that these people have portrayed um, and how it's impacted them or, you know, how greatly it's affecting them, but also a chance for them to celebrate and remind themselves of all this amazing work that these people have done. Yeah. And, and having, right, like my first thought is sharing that grief with other people or and sharing the celebration, right? Um, the remembering, doing that alone is harder than doing with other people. And thanks to social media, thanks to the comment section in, in, in YouTube, um, someone can make something and then you know, right, there are other people there as well and you can share. You don't feel as alone, you know? You're like, oh, these people appreciated this person too. Or like, oh, this is a this is a beautiful, you know, um, tribute to the character. I remember that, that part as well. Which, how did people do it back in the day? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> you talk about celebration and thinking about the amount of pressure that a lot of people felt, um, I'm, I'm sure, making Wakanda Forever. Um, that's something that I remember a lot of questions about what was going to happen in the story, but keeping it as a way to tribute a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And there were calls for some people to recast him and... I don't know. Ryan Coogler had a lot of pressure on him and he did something amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It was really special. There are people that I know who are like, 
hands down, this is the best Marvel movie since Black Panther. Um, it's in my top set. At this point, I can't rank anything. Um, but it was definitely felt in the care that they took. Um, there's costumes for mourning in certain countries in Africa and tribes that they used in the movie and just the amount of detail that they, they brought to it. Um, and I think there's something about watching the people who are in the film or the piece of media also mourning. Um, I remember when Glee was filming the episode after Cory Monteith died, um, knowing that they, the actors were actually also mourning their friend um, while filming it, I think there's a lot of rawness um, in Wakanda Forever. Um, so, does the movie, does Wakanda Forever feel like? Can you feel that they're mourning Chadwick Boseman or as well? Is I think it, both. I think mm-hmm. both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels yeah. that way. Yeah. I I don't think there was ever really a moment throughout that movie where. I, I could not feel that raw emotion from any of the characters and the actors. Mm. Like it, it's, it's present throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it, it, it was definitely an experience, especially seeing it um, on the opening night like that, where yeah. everybody's seeing it for the first time. And it's just, it's just right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I went to see it in the drive-in, so I didn't necessarily get to hear cheers or anything. There were a few times where people were honking their horns. Um, but watching people, like, posing with their car in their Black Panther outfits, and, like, someone had a shirt that had Chadwick Boseman's face on it. Like, it was beautiful watching people really excited to see this film. Um, and like I said, many, many, many tears. Uh <laughs> in the beginning and the end yeah see that that i think that's the difference like for for me up until the end it was silence like everybody was just taking it in at least in the theater that i was in Mm -hmm. everybody was just taking it all in up until you know the very end and then you know the the post-credit scene and stuff um then the cheers and everything but i I, I'd have to agree. I think the way that movie is done it was it, it was executed very well. Um, and kind of going back a little bit to kind of like what we were saying earlier about like wondering like how was it done back then? And it sort of brought up to me like I remember when um, when Robin Williams you know, passed away or when Michael Jackson passed away. And I know like those two people, I know Michael Jackson is more of an, a, a musician and an artist, but he still had like a very powerful impact on, on, in, in people's lives and played an integral role for a lot of people. And just, and I just remember like when Robin Williams passed, like, I just remember it was like, I don't think there was like any part of the web, like the internet that I could go to that didn't have something about him there and i know like that was like still the beginnings of the internet but i still think even then people found a way to still share that grief i say beginnings of the internet but it really wasn't it, re- it really it really wasn't mind. but no. it, it really was the beginnings wasn't of my like, internet if you want to go like beginnings of the internet i'm thinking more like when princess diana died or something that's on my mind because i've been watching the crown um 
that's way more accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why that came out of my mouth. It just did, but here we are. Here we are, and it's on tape. Yep, it is. <laughs> Every, everybody can just, you know, make fun of me in, in, on the Discord. It's up to you if you want to edit it out or not. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it in. Okay. It's fine. Right. I, I, will, I, I will allow this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robin William hit me hard. I remember. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, but there, right? That that that's um, that's someone like, to me, he's Rob Robin Williams. Because he's, he's been so many different things. He's not Mrs. Doubtfire. So he's not the genie. Right? He's not all of these other characters. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Huh. But I still think, even though, like, yeah, we we see him as Robin Williams, there's usually a character or a few characters that he has played that we have really connected with and ones that we've, like, just really enjoyed. Um, And so, obviously, when when you think about that, a lot of the times you're going to be more drawn to either rewatching that movie or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. And remembering that as opposed to just, oh, you know, it, it's just, you know, as opposed to just the person, you're drawn more to specific pieces of media. Um, like for me, it was Aladdin. Aladdin was my favorite Disney movie aside from from Hercules. But that's where I was particularly drawn to. And then it was Jumanji and stuff like that. Um, and I remember for me, um, when when Michael Jackson passed, I think that's when I started having a newfound appreciation for music in general, because for me, music was always there, but I, I didn't really take the time to like listen to music and try to understand music. But then when he passed and, you know, MTV and things like that were playing his music and his music videos just constantly, I was watching them listening and I was starting to gain a, a much better understanding and appreciation for music just as a whole. And then I, I that's when I really started to enjoy him just as an artist. I, I think a lot about death. And I used to be very afraid of losing people around me. Sometimes if I got a voicemail from someone, I would think like, oh, I don't want to delete this. What if this is the last time I ever hear their voice? Right? And... And these people that we're, we're talking about, like, it's so strange that there's so much content that we can see of them. And now there's people, right, who are on YouTube or, or podcasts, right? Like, you can go back and listen to them. But, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, like, when my mom passes, like, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't have tons of uh, videos and things of her to watch. I have some pictures. Um, and, but there's something about being, if there if there are people that you or characters that you that were super meaningful and there reminds you something reminds you of them i don't know i think about how like oh michael jackson song comes on and you're like oh right like you remember michael jackson right for you know you just i don't know if people change channels anymore but you know and suddenly a, <laughs> a robin williams uh movie comes on i don't know there's something right. There's something about like how these people can keep showing up and they keep, and they, they can touch the lives of people afterwards because they'll, they'll watch the movies. Um, 
after the person has passed and they'll still be affected by those characters. Yeah. I think about, um, it's interesting because the, the Harry Potter 20th anniversary reunion thing came out end of last year, beginning of this year. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't end up watching it until a few months ago. Um, for whatever reason. Uh, and Robbie Coltrane saying that, um, you know, he's not going to be around forever, but Hagrid is. And it was like watching it later than everyone else. And then him dying maybe a, a month or two after I watched it was a shock. Um, like he knew he, he knew he needed to say something. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's good to have these, these reminders of people, um, both the actors and the characters, um, and how much those characters meant to those people too. Yeah. Who was the original actor that played Dumbledore? Richard Harris, who is my favorite Dumbledore. <clears throat> um, a lot of people's favorite, right? But he died. And so they recast and technically Jude Law also plays Dumbledore, right? Um, mm-hmm. A younger version. Um, so there's three versions of it. But like with with Black Panther, they had the opportunity. Like the character continues to exist in the comics, but because mm-hmm. the movies are kind of their own thing, they were able to rewrite the story to to kind of move around that. They could and have I, also just recast say, them. I'd also didn't. say that the movies go along with some of the comics that are out there. They they do, but there's there's like. 50 years worth of Black Panther comics and you can right, and there's all sorts of stuff that happened and they adapt part of it and they go back and forth, but they didn't have to. I'm, I'm sure that T'Challa has died multiple times in the comics because which character hasn't mm-hmm. right. But they always come back. Um, yeah. And we can't do that with the, in, in a movie. I mean, you could. <sighs> they, they could. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on this. Huh? The what? They could, they could. Mm-hmm. Like Bruce Willis just licensed his likeness to appear in movies in the future because he, he can't act anymore because he has mm-hmm. a, I forgot the name of the illness, but he, um, it's, it's like a neurological processing disorder and he cannot, um, his speaking is affected and so is his memory. And so he, he, you know, he's like, I'm retired, but he licensed his likeness. So he can technically appear in Die Hard 24 and mm-hmm. and you know either just make a cameo where he could be the 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 protagonist after seeing luke in book of boba fett i think anything Any, is possible anything's on the table anything's <laughs> on the table yeah i rewatched that the other day just for the like to remind myself how unbelievable um it is how believable it is to see the <laughs> to see him how unbelievable it is that we can we can already do that and yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like in terms of respecting and stuff like that. Anyway, but, but like it was a super important character and it was, I think it was, it was, it's a fascinating decision to recast him. I mean, not recast him. To um, not recast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, technically because it's the MCU, you could have an alternate universe T'Challa played by somebody else. Um, that's something they could do in the future, but you know, it feels like what the, the Wakanda is too, I think it's too symbolic and important in the MCU 
to to play around with it that way. I think they wanted to take good care of yeah. something that was so important to so many people, yeah. especially yeah. Ryan Coogler uh, yeah. being in charge of the movie, wanted to make it right. Impactful. Yeah. And yeah. impactful. Um, yeah. I think Not the same thing it went, that way. Yeah. The same thing Disney did with um, when Carrie Fisher died and they changed the movie. I'm sure the movie Wakanda Forever was going to be something different if Chadwick Boseman had still been alive. Um, but it works seamlessly with the universe and the same kind of thing when Carrie Fisher died, having a tribute to her and doing what they could with the footage they had instead of trying to piecemeal at that time a CGI reproduction of her. Um, that was back in the beginning of the internet, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the origins of the internet yeah yeah good old 2018 2019 guys everyone knows the internet didn't begin until the uh, early 2000s until <laughs> episode 9 <laughs> when, when do you think Robin Williams died <laughs> yeah listen i cannot remember the exact year when robin williams died but i am i'm making this for comedic purposes okay it was 2014 damn i'm the not beginning good with numbers of the anymore <laughs> yeah that's that the problem year, where everything from like, created the internet <laughs> everything from 2000 to like 2018 is the same year right oh, 100% <laughs> yeah that's my my l- late millennial brain <laughs> that wants to act young like i like i know what i'm talking about with the youngins late millennial i'm on the cusp i'm a late millennial I'm like at the very tail end of it. Like, oh, you're like at the baby end of it. Okay, baby, yeah. the baby, baby. Okay, end of it. okay, so okay. You're an early millennial. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Flipping it around. That's how time works. <clears throat> okay, so so interesting. You said, Laura, that you're watching The Crown. Yes. So we are. Ah, uh, wait a minute. Has it happened yet? Has someone played Robin Williams? In like a biopic there was like a Something fan recently, right? thing hmm. but it was like a trailer for a i don't think yeah like i don't think it's happened trailer yet. and did a really good robin williams impersonation because like because of course we have actors playing other people right and telling their story so you're watching the crown and of course everybody there is 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 a a real person a historical <laughs> you know figure a real person a lot of them are still alive um and but Diana in particular, right? You mentioned before. It who, is it is haunting how much Elizabeth Debicki is like Diana. Um, and I'm I didn't know that much about Diana until I, like until she died. But I watched interviews and stuff when I was younger. Um, I mean, I was I was in like early high school, late middle school when she died. So. I didn't know that much and just watching her portrayal is amazing. And I think some of the actors are questionable. I could say on, on how accurately they look like these people. 
But I think a lot of the actors did what they could to mimic voice patterns um, and mannerisms when they're moving and talking. And it's it's sometimes eerie. Yeah. Did you see the Kristen Stewart um, portrayal? I really want to. I need to. Um, I'm still trying. I've got like one more episode of The Crown and then I'm going to try and find Spencer to watch that. Um, yeah. The other actress, I can't remember her name, who played princess diana in the lat in season four was also really good um just again comparing like interviews and things it it's eerie sometimes and the crown tries to match like the clothing and all of that to make it look exactly like it did even though a lot of things creative license and fictionalization so I'm I'm remembering the <clears throat> the first uh, Doctor in uh, Doctor Who. His uh, he was played by an actor called William Hartnell, and William Hartner died in 1975. But about three years ago, maybe four at this point, a new actor started playing the first Doctor, and he's basically like just emulating that that actor perfectly, and he looks so much like him. There's, I don't know. There's something weird about <laughs> about playing people who we saw in our lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Because one thing is like, see, a, I don't know, you're watching Vikings or something, right? You know, I don't know. Some of those people. Might I be don't real. know. I've seen so many versions of Ragnar Lothbrok and different <laughs> games and shows, and I'm like, I they all become one in, yeah. in my head. Yeah. But you never met him. You know, never is, met him. Is my no. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there's, there's, you know, to see. This, I don't know. There's something about that. There's something about it. Um, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I do want to point out that if you, if you do not have a, uh, you know, friends who have the same appreciation for these people, um, and and you feel alone and you don't have access to some kind of fandom or group that you feel comfortable with that um that 988 exists and that's a suicide hotline and a support line um i don't think we've talked about it before but that that recently happened where that that particular number um replaced the the suicide hotline logic song logic is song now is outdated. obsolete mm-hmm. yep now you got to explain it to people what's that song mm-hmm. about that used to be the number what's a seven digit what, what's a 10 digit number what is that yeah no, nine eight eight. If you if you need something, tell your friends. Uh, someone who have have you ever volunteered at a crisis hotline? No. So uh, I have, and it was always interesting how many people called. Sometimes just because they were lonely, and since we had to limit those people because like they would call very often, mm-hmm. and so we would check. You know, it's like. Then we'd kind of, you know, make sure that we, we check, we checked in on them, how they were doing. <clears throat> but you knew that they were just, they're just alone. They didn't have anybody. And so even that, that brief conversation, that brief connection um, was important. But we also get those from the, the parasocial relationships too, right? Like maybe like they're sometimes not just the comfort. We talked about comfort media, but I think there are comfort characters. Mm-hmm. And, and actors and personalities. I would say even personalities more, right? Like there's a reason why 
vloggers are very popular. Right? Some have millions of subscribers. Because it's like, oh, I just want to see what they're up to. I've been watching plant videos. And at this point, there's some people that like, I'm just spending an hour with them while they're watering their plants. It is, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> but there's something about that. I'm like, yeah, no, well, you know, I'm going to do the dishes. I'll, I'll do my plants too while you're, <laughs> while you're, while you're doing your plant things. Um, just, you know, reinforcing that those relationships matter. And, and these recent ones, I know that, you know, they're, they're the ones that we started talking about. Chadwick Boseman, of course, more, more recently, but, um, but Tommy and Batman, like those, mm-hmm. those were my childhood, you know. And still, like, I don't know, my childhood hasn't ended. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts on this? Yeah, um, grief is a multifaceted experience but the main features of it are coming to terms with the person who died is not around anymore and facing your own mortality at some point you will not be around anymore um and the way that people cope with those aspects i think is very interesting and art has always been a huge part of that. Uh, for example, the phonograph, which was invented in 1877 by Thomas before Edison. Before the internet. Before the internet. At early internet. Only, <laughs> only a little bit before the internet. The early internet. No. Uh, the phonograph. So voice recording on, you know, wax cylinders. Um, it was originally created to record people's like dying words basically and it was this big deal that is like you could hear someone's voice after they were dead and that shifted everything that has impacted all of the media we have now is that aspect is that death doesn't mean that you completely 100 percent cease to exist there are Mm -hmm. records of you there are voicemail messages that people save so that they can listen to it again or maybe not even listen to it just know that it's there right um and i think it's really important to remember that aspect that you know it's it's so fun and exciting to watch a a new movie in a franchise you're excited about uh and you know i think sometimes it's important to take a little a little beat and remember like this stuff isn't forever and they'll echo through time a lot longer than they would have a hundred, 200 years ago. Um, but I hope that it gets people to reflect on the ways that they can be more present currently and experience things with the people around them and, uh, connect and be present. And, uh, yeah, death. Uh, death comes for us all. Have Have you seen the video? There's a YouTube video called Player Two. Um, it's about um, this. It's based on a, based on a, a comment from someone else, but it's about um, 
this this kid whose father um, owned an Xbox and had yeah. a record, uh, like a, a time lap record mm-hmm. in I forgot which racing game it was, and so he talks about how he plays that game and that track because his father's ghost is still, but in ghost meaning he has a record. And so the game has like a translucent version of the car that, that is representing that, that round around the track and that he races it because it makes him, you know, reminds him of playing with his father and he feels like he's playing with his father. But every time he gets to the end, he stops right before the, the end because if he beats his dad's score, he'll it'll overwrite it. And so he doesn't want to beat his dad's time so that he can come back and do it again. I, I Fucks do, me up every time. <laughs> I, I do love that story. And also the one about the original Animal Crossing and how they played with their mom. And their mom would always send them letters through the mail. And when their mom passed, it's like, I still have... Like I still get letters from my mom because you can set up the letters to send in the future. And so it's like getting birthday messages from them, everything. I think that's really sweet. I do I do love how video games co-opted a lot of death-related words. Like, you know, you have a number of lives and then you die. Um, and then ghosts in racing games mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I do love that it's the metaphoricalized ghost. And then people were like, actually, we're going to make it real again. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. That is, that is, uh, I mean, and is, as I don't, would you choose to, cause we, we have the technology to create like a chatbot, right? That, that, um, is supposed to represent, you know, someone we can, that black can mirror episode. Some, um, no, but, um, they're like, the the tech like the tech is being developed right like like you can you can do that several things in black mirror episodes have been developed <laughs> yeah yeah um there's the like there's that you can recreate someone's voice you can recreate someone's likeness like you can you can and do it in a very lifelike manner like we've been able to do all of that for a while but we can do it in um in a way that's automated Right in a way where it's it's an it's an AI. Like, can you observe enough of? Can you take three hundred episodes of us podcasting, and then recreate our voices and our personalities? I think we can come close enough for it to be both comforting and uncanny. <laughs> and right <laughs> at now, now. Um, It'll say, um, after every, you know, two sentences. So that it, it feels genuine. I don't, yeah. How do you, how do you guys feel about that? Like, would you want that? Um, like in the Black Mirror episode, like, would you want to have a, a, a facsimile, 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 right? Of a person have a copy around to interact with? That is a very loaded question. Um, there are times where I think about people have it, they don't have it good right now, but I have, I think, two seconds of my mom's voice that I can listen to on a video of my sister's wedding. And when I was younger, I would watch it over and over and over. And I got, it got to a point where I was like, this is, I, this is not healthy anymore. Um, I, I wouldn't want a bot 
I would want more of the actual person, right? Those actual memories. Um, same kind of thing with a, my, my friend who passed. Like I have somewhere on hopefully something that still works, uh, a video of him singing um, Creep in Dr. Girlfriend's voice. Um, and I can't listen to Creep anymore because of that. Um but I don't have him actually being him. But sometimes I can hear in my head the way he would say something. Um, again, I would want more of those actual memories, not new memories with someone, some bot that is not the person. Um, yeah. You know, that actually reminds me, this whole question, and. In, in your response, Laura, it actually reminds me of a movie that I had to watch for one of my classes when I was back in community college. It was called Marjorie. And in this movie, like it's it's around this older woman. She's, um, I believe she's um, suffering from Alzheimer's or some form of dementia. But the whole point of the movie was that she had this almost like AI that basically represented her husband just uh, like as he was before he passed um so he was like a younger version but he would talk like him and to her like he was he was real and it would talk about all like these different memories that she would recount and you know then he would go like he would incorporate that into his system and then be able to retell those stories and it's almost like they were talking to the actual person and then the movie goes on to incorporate her daughter and like her her husband and like kind of caring for her and then ultimately she passes and then the daughter now has the mom with her and then it, it eventually it, it goes on from there but I think it's like what your answer is. I think something like that is sort of what you're kind of looking for of like having something that's almost like the actual person and being able to then have actual conversations with them based on the memories and the information that you're giving it. So it's like having that person, but it's curated to the way you remember them. And then they adjust themselves or change themselves to be almost like how you remember it even if it's and in that case it can kind of i can definitely see how like it, it would be like um a nice reassurance thing something that would be kind of nice but i can also see that being a little weird because then you are omitting a lot of things sometimes because you just want to remember the good parts of a person and not necessarily remember all the bad things um i think for me personally I think I'd want more of like the video game thing rather than um, like a bot or like something like that. So what do you mean by the video game thing? So kind of like the idea of a ghost. um, I would like to hope that in the future, if I were to have a family, um, having that much of a connection through gaming with my kids, that something like that, would carry that same impact kind of like the player two thing where it's like I'm playing the game with them or alongside them and they can still have those memories and keep that going. Um, But that's, I just feel like that's more me um, as opposed to like a, a 
chat box or, or, or a bot of or an AI of any kind. That doesn't sound too different to me. I think it's distinct. I think it is, but I, they're, they're, they're related. It, it's interesting because it reminds me of Kayla sent me a couple of books uh, about a necromancer. Um, Reign of the Fallen is the first book, and in the second book, Song of the Dead, there is a crystal that someone says you can talk to people in the afterlife. Like, literally, this this series, like, you can, there, there are people that can raise the dead, and the dead used to live with the living world. Um, but something happens, and then, so there's no access to this person. Um, so someone sells this crystal that says you can <clears throat> talk to talk to people who are in who have passed on and it becomes obsessive and like wanting to be with this person all the time and eventually the the two people realize it's my own thoughts feeding the crystal it is not actually letting me talk to someone it's just my own thoughts and not healthy thoughts either. Like, why are you betraying this person that I loved and you're moving on, that kind of thing. Um, because they literally see someone talking to the crystal and it, it's their own, that person's voice coming out of the crystal. Um, interesting stuff that like, I don't know. Like I said, I would rather have video recordings of the person things they actually touched and did um i still have my playstation 3 and uh it has twice now uh died like that yellow bar of death and i can't bring myself to get rid of it because my friends like save files are all on that playstation um do I do I want like a bot that can play his games with me? No. <laughs> yeah. I like my mom is terminally ill right now. And I've thought about oh, like I can I can do like a story core thing with her, right? And just um record ourselves having conversations and stuff. I don't know if she wants to do that. And I'm not sure if I want to. Because I'm not even sure if I know why exactly. I, I used to, I don't know if I think this anymore, but I used to go to places and like, I don't want to take pictures. And I was like, I'm only here for a limited time. I want to kind of take it in and not through a screen. And I want to have the experience as I've gotten much, much older, like Lara, I, I think about how, like, man, I, I kind of wish I would have had, you know, re recorded some things more than others. And I don't know, like, two of you are married, you know? Like, what do you, like, what would you want to preserve? Because I, I think that uh, this idea of having an interactive version of a person, even if it's, if we know it's not true, some kind of replica. Keanu Reeves, I've never seen this movie, but Keanu Reeves has this movie where his, his whole family dies and he's like a scientist and he's trying to recreate them. 
as androids and stuff. It's like, and we see things like that with Superman too, right? What do you mean? His Fortress of Solitude. His parents are like recordings, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interactive recordings, basically. Super advanced, right? Exactly. In a a Mm -hmm. way, like, but it's not them, right? And um, but just the idea of like you don't want to. I mean, in his case, like he never met them. He never met them, so he doesn't know. Yeah, it gives him a glimpse of what they could, what they were. Yeah. And that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pro that, but like having known someone for a long time, like, I, I don't know, do I want to record and preserve the person? But again, in the interactive version, I think it's just like a fear of how can I live without this person? I need to have something where like, I can't do this alone. It feels, I, I'm, I'm imagining a lot of that is that more than just, oh, it'd be cool to have, you know, a version of you to, to chat with every now and then that would just make me more sad. I think not that there's anything wrong with being sad and, and remembering someone. Um, and also not wrong with anyone who would want something like that. No two people grieve the same way. And for me, no. it's one way for you. It's another for someone else. It's another, um, There are times where I'd say I would give anything to be able to have another conversation, say a certain thing with somebody. Can I? No, because even if you bring them back in this like AI form, it's not them. Yeah. This is why I think the death positive movement is so important because I think this is such important questions to have and conversations to have with your loved ones is to talk about the ways that they want to be remembered and the ways that they would want you to carry on their legacy and the ways that you want to be remembered and you want your legacy to be carried on. Um, because like you said, every, it's it's different for everybody. It's such a personal thing. Um, it's important to have these conversations because those are often the the hard questions you have after somebody has died is like, well, what, what would they have wanted? Am I doing the right thing? Would would they like that I'm grieving this way? Or would they be like, come on, get it together, do this other thing. Um, And then there's the big question about, is it for them or is it for you? Right. Is the remembrance for them? Are you, is, are you honor, supposed to only honor them or is it also about you and your experience and how you're going on after they're gone? Probably a little room for both. Functionally, it's just for the still for living you. person. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like but asking those questions help you. There's a lot of people who you. will like wrap, yeah. that, wrap themselves in guilt asking those doing things. Asking people those questions helps you understand them better and in my case, feel closer. Um, it's been many years since I've done this, but uh, pre-pandemic, when my friend group and I would have a, a yearly Friendsgiving in, I want to say 2018 is when I started my um, super fun Friendsgiving project, uh, which is where I brought <laughs> advanced directives. I printed up a whole <laughs> bunch of them. Um, nice. And I was like, okay, maybe this is a this is a, a little bit too formal and uh, structured. And so I ended up, I made, I like doodled out a little 
like loosey goosey advanced directive where it's talking about like if something happens to you like what do you want to happen what do you want to happen to your body um what things do you feel are important and had everybody sit down at the friendsgiving table <laughs> before eating is like we're i'm thankful we're here together th let's talk about what we want to do when we die i'm so <laughs> thankful to be alive in this space with you but just in case you're not here next year <laughs> What are you into? Um, but it was actually a really, really great conversation, especially because at that Friendsgiving, it's like there were several people who were um, just married or just engaged and getting to watch these couples sort of talk it out and and, and share with and be friends. Like, Wait, what? You want that? Like and, and to like, you know, one friend said to the other, like, hey, I know if I die first between the two of us, I know that like it's going to be really, really hard for you to cope. And so I'm actually I would want this other person in my family to take care of these certain things so you wouldn't have to worry about that and having them be like wow thank you like you understand me and thank you for for acknowledging that aspect and making it clear to me so i know who to talk to uh if if <laughs> you die first <laughs> this is, everybody's like fingers crossed i go first um <laughs> uh but i i think that that was like one of the you know, my fondest memories is having this conversation about like, you know, how how, how do you want to die? How, not how do you want to die, but like how do your do you want your death to go? How do you want people to process your things and um, memorialize you? What kind of music do you think people would play at your memorial? And I I think that that's an important question to conversation to have um and i think Josue, maybe that might be part of why it feels different with your mom is because she's terminal and you know that and so it's it's not like a fun hypothetical ha -ha, funny. or like hey wouldn't it be fun it's like let me record you telling that you know that story about your grandparents that i think is really funny it's like looming um yeah. Yeah, and that that change that changes the vibe, doesn't it? But it's funny because my mom, we 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 just went through the uh, a legit advanced directive at the hospital recently. Nice, and that was that was an experience. But my mom and I have been talking about her death since I was very little. She's been sick for a long time, so it's one of those things where like I'm pretty sure what she wants and how she wants to do it. So she was pretty anxious, and my two sisters were. One of them more anxious than the other. So it was like the words weren't getting through. And so I kept translating to the like the social worker at the hospital. Like, I'm pretty sure this is what my mom wants to do. My mom was there to like confirm. You know, I was like, Ma, this is what it means. I want to just double check. This is this is that. And yeah, we're respecting her wishes. But I but I don't think we've ever talked about how she wants to be remembered. You know, mm -hmm. like like yeah, record me or or do this i remember my grandmother her mom really wanted to i think it was at the beginning of when she was getting alzheimer's she she wanted her family history recorded not just like hers but her family history recorded and she made basically like a scrapbook of the history of her family and and we helped her with it and it was like really important for her to leave that legacy behind I haven't really thought about that. I don't know. Maybe I don't have kids. I'm 
currently not in like a serious relationship. I'm not, there's, there's, I don't know. You guys are like my family, but I haven't thought about, you know, I don't know. We've never had that, those conversations. I don't think about it much. I'm yeah. How do you all want to, do you ever think about that? Like what you want to leave behind? So before we get into personal aspects i i do want to reference i saw a tiktok the other day that was this guy who he goes out to like coffee shops and diners and stuff and when he sees little old ladies out he walks up to them and he says i would like to buy your meal and they're always like no 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 why why would don't do why no and and he says that was one of the things i loved doing for my grandmother and she died and this is my way of remembering her is being able to treat people the way that I was able to treat her. And I thought that, that was such a wonderful way of carrying on a tradition and having that be the thing that you carry on throughout your own life mm-hmm. is not necessarily the recordings or the letters or, or art, which I think is all very important. But I think that the shared experiences is the most important and that that's the thing that gets carried on. I read something recently about how, like, the in a relationship, the joy really comes from the loving and not from the being loved. It's like it's the act of you going through that mm-hmm. um, that is truly the most important or, or the, the part that affects you the most. We think about it as the other way, but it's like if the the desire and the ability and the <clears throat> to do something like that right um it's like i didn't lose my 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 grandmother paying for my lunch i miss the experience of me treating her so how can i keep doing that mm-hmm. how can i how can i have that relationship with someone else how can i keep in a way honoring them but still like also giving yeah you know it was in yeah. the in the tiktok the guy said that one of one of the women that he did that to um when he said that to her she burst into tears because she had just recently lost a grandson who was about the same age as him and he did that for her and so it was like this total beautiful matching moment where they found each other and were able to have this moment to both memorialize the people that they had lost but also connect with other people they exist with currently i've that's that's some tearjerker stuff yeah yeah and making me get into my feels. I, I apologize for interrupting you before, please. How would you like to be remembered? You know, that's actually probably the only thing about my eventual death that I haven't really given much thought to. Um, I've, when Alyssa and I were, were starting to date and everything, um, you know, as 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 the relationship got more serious, we we've talked about it. We we've joked about it too about like what happens, and I always make the joke that like, oh well, statistically, I'm probably gonna go first. Um, and plus, given my my diet and the way I live my life, you know, it doesn't help my case. Um, Your affinity for burnout, <laughs> exactly. To just run myself um to uh to the brim of nothing, um. But I think for me, I, at least for those around me, 
I don't want them to be sad. Like, I know that's a very hard thing to ask for, but I don't, like, when I do die, I don't want people to be distraught. I don't want people to be, like, in in that sense of, of it. I want it to be more of the celebration of what I've done. So if I've made any sort of lasting impact on those around me and those that I care about, my family... I'd want that to be some to be the the core subject and and the core focal point of my passing would be these are the things that I've done and if I've helped somebody out or I made a lasting impact on somebody like I would want that to be the things that are brought up and remembered um, and I'm kind of like the same way Jose where I'm not one to really take the pictures i would much rather be in the moment and i think that's just my personal standpoint is things for the most part are not made to be permanent and i i feel like we as humans we're striving to try to make things permanent which is why like we had like you were talking about earlier with like wanting to record people's last words and now we have you know, movies and all these things to immortalize individuals who have passed. But to me, I'd much rather it be more about the memories and the experiences and the stories that I've either told or I've helped create with people that I think to me makes a lasting impression. And maybe it's just my own um, naive mind here, my own young mind here but i've always had this at least to me i've always felt like i've been very comfortable with the idea of death and dying um i don't think i've had and i've also never really had anybody particularly close to me pass since i was like 10 years old so I don't, I don't know if maybe that answer would change of, let's say, like, my, I were to find out that my mom or my dad or even um, were to, you know, suddenly pass um, or anything like that. But I, I, I just, I'm okay with it. Like, I've accepted it that I'm going to go at some point. So there's no point in me trying to be scared of it or trying to obviously fight it in any sort of way. It's just like, you know what? If it comes, it comes. And that's okay. I've lived, I'm doing my, that's why I try to do my best to live my life now the way that I, the best way that I can. So that way, in the event something happens, it's not like, oh, could have done this differently, should have done that differently, or this, that, or the other. It's, I did the best with what was given, and I can only hope that that was, and at least to me, that's that's good enough. So that that's my own personal take on what would happen if I were to die. I do I do want to point out that even as media makes the stuff last longer, uh, it is not immortalized. Those those early phonograph wax cylinders. Uh, I am certain. A vast majority are gone, lost. A lot of early film from the teens and 20s, gone forever. 
uh, a lot of early... The teens and 20s of the 1900s? Of the 1900s. <laughs> well, a lot of early <laughs> Facebook stuff is gone. Um, it's true. Who knows what's going to happen to everyone's Twitter stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's a very current thing. But yeah, this, this stuff allows it to last longer, but nothing is forever. And so... Um, I just I just wanted to touch on that. Um, it's it's on yeah. my mind because my my friend Hannah, uh, who's here in this box that says bone powder on it because I find that very funny. It's got her ashes inside. Um, she died at the end of 2019. Uh, I miss her dearly, and her mom was talking to me recently and, and told me that like the her Facebook page was finally like shut down. Um, and so that, you know, the pictures that were saved on there are gone now and how she was kind of trying to cope with that, um, where it's like sh she didn't have full access to them. Um, so it's only the things that were marked public that she could still access. Uh, but then the page wasn't there anymore. And so she was like, it's been kind of tough to let go of this other piece of her. And I'm like, we're going to be letting go of pieces of her for the rest of our lives. That's how it works. So, so Facebook has a policy. Like it does. It a, does have a memorializing yeah. process, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it is it? not so, straightforward. Um, yeah. The second you said that I went to go check and see if my friend's Facebook was still around and it is. And that was before the memorializing process. Yeah. Um, I actually was hearing something about that on the radio and people like called in and were talking about it. And supposedly, um, even if you set somebody to like be your person to, you know, memorialize everything, if you were to pass, the the access that you're given is very restrictive. The mm -hmm. only way you're mm -hmm. going to have full on access is if they give you your their password. Um, other than that, it's really just here. You can make a post and do th and make something to memorialize it, all that stuff. But like, you can't go through the photos, can't really go through messages, anything like that. It's just it's yeah. very very basic yeah. and very restrictive. And so there really yeah. isn't a whole lot you can do. And and the process I mean, changes over time. Like, mm -hmm. you know, how early profiles were set up is different than how current profiles are set up and how that information is saved on Facebook's end has changed over it's time. And so anytime something changes, there's always a, a chance that things will get lost. Um, maybe retrievable, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think it is important to take photos and write down little notes of stuff. Uh, I think it's more important to experience the thing in the moment, but um, those those little bits uh, are useful for you, like to mm -hmm. look back on your own life and see that stuff. Um, yeah. I miss Hannah. I miss watching Great British Baking Show with her and when this last season ended, I was mad that I couldn't text her and shout about how the girl that I thought was really cute won and it's like it was absolutely Hannah's type and be like she would have been your favorite too. And I don't get to share that with her and it's bums me out, but I have people to share it with now and that's nice and I value it greatly. Is Hannah the friend that you interviewed? 
interviewed for a podcast. Oh, yes, yes, and that's on my laptop, which does still turn on. Uh, <laughs> I did check recently, um, but I have still not been able to sit down and listen to that recording. Um, I've been, I've been thinking about that <laughs> throughout this entire break time. break me. Um, well, well, I was thinking about that because yeah. I think at first, right, like I wonder if there will come a day when, and maybe it will, maybe it won't, right? Like it will break me because like you're, you're listening to a conversation with her. Maybe one day it's like, I miss her and I want to go through that. Right. And like, and like maybe relive that interaction. Mm -hmm. And of course that's just one example, but I think about that, about a lot of stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to capture certain things, but now like, now I'm old enough where I'm like, human memory is garbage and I don't remember (laughs) that thing anymore. And I wish I did have, Mm -hmm. have that. There's an episode of, of Doctor Who. Um, Maisie Williams plays a character that eventually lives, like is, becomes immortal and in so she's in two episodes and when she you see her after i don't know hundreds thousands of years that she's been immortal she has a library so she's been journaling all those years and she talks about how she does that because she still has a human memory and she's had so many families and people and adventures and things that she can't remember too far back because our, our memory can only do so much. And over time, memories degrade and they change. And and so a part of me does wish that I had captured more stuff, but I still, I don't know. I don't know what the future, you know, how I'll feel in the future. My personal so, philosophy is that aspects is what makes life meaningful is that the, we you, can for, you only get it's, bits it's passing. and it's passing yeah. and it's ephemeral and yep. you get what you get. Yeah. And that's, that's why, worth that's why I cherishing. Tr- yeah. That's why I'm like a very big like one-on-one person. Like let's go have lunch and just have a deep conversation and like really just like let the world disappear and let me let's have this this moment. Um I don't know when we'll have it again. You know when we'll have the chance again. So I kind of like maximize it, not and not have it drag, right? Yeah. But like, like not make it last forever. But let's like let's let's get the most out of it right now. I've been watching uh, a lot of Dropout TV on the background while I play Pokemon, uh, and they did an episode where they showed bits that had been cut from other episodes. Um, and this, mm-hmm. this one specific bit was cut from the episode cause it didn't really fit the vibe of the rest of the episode. But um, the show is game changers. Each episode is a different game show. That's, that's the premise is that each one is different. Um, but this bit was the host asked one of the contestants, um, how, <laughs> how often do you see your parents? he's like you know once or twice a year he's like and how old are your parents and then he did the math on it and he's like so statistically speaking you have 26 more meetings meetups with your family i want you to stare into the (laughs) into the camera and count from one to 26 uh the the game was don't cry um and uh i'm appreciative that they cut it from the episode because it didn't fit the vibe of the rest of the episode but um i thought that that was probably a pretty impactful moment for that contestant to have to stare into a camera and count 
and he's like, slow, slow down your counting. Like, really think about each of these times that you're going to your family's house to see them. And I'm just like, ooh. I did that to my older sister um, a couple months ago because she kept delaying going to see my mom. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling her, like, don't mm-hmm. wait. You're going to regret it. And then I asked her, how often do you see her? She's like, I don't know. I've seen mom about every three years. I was like, well, they told her she has about five years to live. That's like one or two one more time. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one or two more times if you keep that cadence. She just started bawling. Mm-hmm. It's like you didn't think of it that way? Nope. What are you doing? <laughs> people, people do a lot of uh, trying to not think yeah. that way. And I think that that's... Yeah. Uh, a coping mechanism for what I said before, the two major facets of grief is a world without that person anymore. And also you will die one day. And it's like, how many more meetings do you have? How many, how many more sit down for a little coffee chat times do you have with that person that you care about? You really don't know. You don't. Nobody does. There's, um, by the way, it worked. Um, on my sister, she's, she's visited her three times and for multiple <laughs> weeks at a time. And um, uh, there's a, there's this blog post where I, I kind of got that idea for the, the first time um, from Wait But Why. And I think it's called The Tail End, right? And it's all about, um, he says in the article, like, it turns out that when I graduated from high school, I had already used up 93% of my in-person parent time. And I'm enjoying the last 5% of that time. We're in the tail end. Because like once you move out, you see them way, way less. So mm-hmm. it's, again, when you look at that, he has visuals and stuff. We should put this in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll share it. Um, I, don't, again, I don't remember why what it, I was so, I was gonna, this is why I was so happy when Nina and I moved and bought a house. Like having my dad here every day working on the house. He is in this house. Yeah. However long he has left. Right? Yeah. How do you want to be remembered, Josue? I, I, if someone wants to remember me, I would happily help them create that, whatever it is that they want. I have no preference. If somebody wants to make a chatbot, let me know what to do. If someone wants to create a likeness. All they need is all our podcast episodes and bam. <laughs> Anything, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm already right there. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to deny that to anybody because I think that would be, I don't know, I think it's kind of fucked up. It's like, what? <laughs> it's something I can give you <laughs> if you want it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like, I don't know. I don't care what happens with my body. I don't care where I'm buried. I don't care but any of that stuff. But you could be the AI that becomes sentient and like, that's destroys still not, the world. It's still not way. me. It kills us all. It's still not me. But you know, I would. I, yeah, I'll, I'll make me an AI. I'm, it'll mm-hmm. it'll still feel like Josue is just giving me shit. If someone yep. <laughs> feels strongly enough to want to keep some version of me, so whether that's a picture, or recording, or an AI replica, I would do that. But personally, I don't. I don't care. When when you said remember me, I thought of that episode of Futurama <laughs> where they end up in Egypt uh, building a pyramids 
and Bender has them build a giant Bender that breathes fire and yells, remember me, <laughs> remember me. Um, that's what I thought of. So that's what I'm going to do for you if you die before me. Um. <laughs> yeah. And see, I pictured Coco. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to Coco. I went to Coco. Remember me. Remember me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Josue. I don't know. AI Josue. Is that what you want? Is that what you giving want? Sh- huh? Laura, whatever you shit want. after you die? I whatever don't know. You want. Yeah, listen, I already get enough shit right now. I don't need any more <laughs> after you're gone. We say that now, but if if anything were to happen to Josue, we would want more. Oh, 100%. More I'd be, 100%. I'd go back to listen to just the episodes like this one where I'm just given shit for, you know, my silly remarks. And I'm like, yep. It's like Nike Lambert left. Remembered for your shit giving. <laughs> mm-hmm. would, would, would it bother you to receive like a letter or, an, or, an, or a delayed email afterwards? Or no. I'm giving you shit about what you said on episode 342 of the GT Radio, <laughs> the Geek Therapy Podcast. I would actually be more amazed at the fact that you took the time to remember the episode and remember what it is that you were giving me shit about to then write a letter or an email that would then be sent at a later date about it. I'd be more amazed that you were that dedicated. Because I could which literally means- do it right now and send gmail you can send it like i don't know how far in advance but i wouldn't mind uh spending the time and creating a wiki with all the times we've given mark shit (laughs) so so i can easily access access it just uh that had that addition to the gt library it is it does have the capabilities to do that laura how do you Uh, want to be remembered that's an interesting like in general i want people to remember like whatever meant something to them right that's the that's the thing i think i take away death has been something on at least the back burner of my mind since i was 11 years old um and also something that terrifies me and i don't think a lot about certain things i like i know there's been like thoughts of like, there have been people at my camp who have had their ashes laid at, at redwood tree stumps so that it goes up into the tree and all of that. And I would hope that there would be some memory of me there, like a plaque or something. Um, but I don't know. I think about, I would want people to remember the meaningful times, the fun times. Um, my mom's stepmom when i was little i used to call her granny cereal and she my whole family's from wichita she wanted us to sing uh ding dong the witch is dead <laughs> at her funeral i love and she that pa- she pa- she passed away last year or early this year um and her daughter did not have a service so we didn't get to do it but i sang it for granny cereal her real name is celia i couldn't say celia when i was little so she's really cute real um then she started calling herself granny fruit loops um she was a character but i would hope that i have some i come up with something as brilliant as that like 
there's got to be something I can come up with, like sing this thing or or watch this movie or whatever, something that has meaning. Um, but honestly, I just want people to have good memories of me. Bad ones are okay, too, but mostly the good ones. Uh, I, I'd like to I'd like to add a little last thing a thing. I think for a service for me, I want everybody to wear assassin's robes, <laughs> hoods up, mm-hmm. everything. Reset and the have creed. It, exactly. And I, I want the location for the service to be in like a medieval type place with the torches and everything. And I want it to be a send off like that. Like Ezio's Villa? yeah kind of like in brotherhood except it's not going to be an induction ceremony it's going to be you know my service but i want everybody to just stand there with these robes in the hood instead of standing there i've got a cheaper option than flying everyone to like italy there is a medieval castle in napa (laughs) no Um, no, that's i mean i just want the location to be like that you could literally make a uh like a set and it just looks like it I, I, I mean, long Mark, as... this this place I'm talking about is like a like an actual like they built the castle like they did in medieval times, supposedly. Mark, it's ins- a trip. instead of standing around, can we just can we do parkour? <laughs> no, see, that's going to be afterwards. That that's how you get to to wherever. Uh, that's how you get to like the part afterwards. I appreciate you not Great. asking us to assassinate any political figures on your behalf. <laughs> Actually, I was like, are we going to have to cut off our fingers? No, see, because like, what's going to happen is that when you get to like the, you know, what happens after the service is you're all going to get your assignments because, <laughs> you know, we're going to take down capitalism. Hell yeah. But no, no finger <laughs> sacrifice will need to be required. Not your blades will, your blades will all first. be modified. Cool. Okay. It's a plan. Link, would you like to share? Oh, uh, don't turn me into an AI. I hate that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I I would like to be remembered by uh, people taking the remnants of my life, my stuff, the memories they have of times that we shared together, the art and podcast episodes and things that I've written and... Um, I hope when they play a, a future Zelda game that I don't get to play that they think of me. Mm-hmm. I, I think about that a lot with my friend James's kind of thing where he made me read the Game of Thrones books, like the Song of Fire, Ice and Fire. And I was sad. He was so excited that the show was going to start. And so every every week when I watched, I thought of him. Yeah. Link every time I click on a hyperlink or I get a dead link <laughs> or anything uh-huh. like that, I will think of mm-hmm. you. Ahaha, my master plan. It's all coming anytime together. Anytime you have to ask, where's the link in an email? Aww. Per my last email, <laughs> the link was already embedded. <laughs> oh, the link was embedded. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, celebrate us if when we're gone if you want celebrate the people that you love or care about or have been meaningful to you when they're gone if you want um you don't need media for that um but it can be helpful if you have even pictures and stuff um again human memory is kind of garbage but it is um 
sure is something that we we can affect. We can continue to affect uh, people, people we've never met, people who aren't born yet in the future. <clears throat> At least some of us will. Um, some of you will. Uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, somber episode <laughs> of GT Radio. Um, join the conversation. Tell us, tell us, you know, do you want to link AI? Um, you know, how do you want to be remembered? Because you're not getting one. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I mean, I think we have enough data. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, join the conversations uh, with the community in all our community spaces. Links are in the show notes. Remember to uh, spend time with your loved ones and make the most out of it. And geek out into good. Mm, bye bye, future corpses. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org. 